the Little Detours with Regina Brett, where we help you create a life you love out of the life you have. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Regina Brett. A few days after I found a lump in my right breast, I went to the doctor, hoping that she would tell me it was nothing to worry about. She pressed her fingers there and said, yes, you have a lump. She set a mammogram appointment for the next day, but didn't sound overly concerned. I wasn't worried until a nurse in the hall said goodbye and added, I'll pray for you. Pray for me? Yikes. That's when it hit me that I might really have cancer. I sat in my car and cried. It couldn't be a lump, not a real lump, not the kind you read about. I imagined the worst, losing my hair, my breast, my life, leaving my daughter and my stepsons, my husband. I looked in the rearview mirror and pulled my long hair back from my face. No, I couldn't be on the verge of cancer. I would look hideous bald. Sitting there with the car turned off, I went from zero to death in five minutes. For the next two weeks, my heart beat too fast. My feet tapped nervously. My hands were so jittery, I dropped things. I clung to the faith of my Catholic childhood, praying rosaries and psalms. The prayers were good for about 24 hours. Then each one expired, and all I heard within was the pounding of my own heart. How does one pray at a time like this? I wanted to pray the right tumor-be-gone prayer. Should I think positive that it wasn't cancer? Or trust God completely, regardless of the outcome? I was afraid of praying the wrong way. I didn't doubt that God had the power to heal me, but would God use it? I finally settled on the words, Thy will be done. Growing up, I learned that Jesus surrendered in the Garden of Gethsemane the night before his death with those words, Thy will, not mine, be done. But before he said that, he asked, Let this cup pass before me. So I emphasized that part to God, making sure God knew 100% I didn't want to have cancer. When I prayed that way, I felt a deep peace, even after I found out it was cancer. On the eve of that first chemotherapy, My plan was to accept this whole cancer experience as a spiritual challenge. I wished this cup would pass me by, but it had not. Well, the motto of the oncology department should be, we put you through hell to get you well. My whole body took a beating. Mystery side effects showed up out of nowhere. Just when I managed to get one under control, another one emerged. Nosebleeds, a rash, weird aches and pains. For weeks, I lived on mashed potatoes, scrambled eggs, Mac and cheese, they were the only foods bland enough to swallow. Even toast hurt too much to chew. Chocolate tasted like metal. Fatigue rendered me useless. I tried exercising, but I had to quit when I kept seeing stars. My body felt too heavy to carry up the steps. After a shower, I needed a nap to recover. My goals in life shrank from eating three meals a day and sleeping a whole night. My to-do list? was down to survival basics, eat, sleep, shower, change couches. Everyone else seemed so busy with life. I kept comparing my life to theirs, and I ended up feeling cheated. Everyone says there's power in prayer, but I was starting to wonder. After days of throwing a pity party for myself without anyone bothering to RSVP, I asked my husband, if all these people who say they're praying for me actually are, why am I so sick? My husband, a self-proclaimed agnostic, replied, Maybe if they hadn't prayed, you'd be a lot sicker. Well put. One Get Well card jump-started my faith. It read, Gratitude is the mother of all prayer. 
It was time to stop focusing on every ache, pain, and side effect. It could be worse. I thought of a woman who, after she read my newspaper column about my cancer experience, sent me a photo of her bald six-year-old who was going through chemotherapy. One woman wrote to me about her husband's inoperable brain tumor and their two young children. Another reader had lost her only daughter and faced her first Mother's Day alone. My daughter encouraged me to keep a gratitude journal. The more I wrote, the more convinced I was that people were praying me well. On nights when I couldn't sleep, I offered up a rosary for all of them. Each Hail Mary went to heal someone else. No more prayers for me, me, me. There was magic in that rosary. When I started praying for others, I started feeling better. I tried it the next night and the next. Instead of just keeping a gratitude journal, I started a new journal, a prayer journal. Not the kind where you write letters to God for what you want, but you write in the names of everyone else who needs help. Instead of mentally replaying home movies of my woes, I listed their names and prayed for them. Every day I wrote in someone else's name, someone who needed prayers more than me. I sent them a Hail Mary and simply asked, may their burdens be lightened. And then I fell into a deep sleep, grateful, not for what I had, but for what I had been spared. Years after the cancer journey, I discovered another way to pray. One day I walked into a bookstore and found four books by an author named Ernest Holmes. I'd never heard of him. He changed the way I prayed. Too many of us continually ask for help, but never pause long enough to actually receive it. I had always prayed without ceasing, but without real faith. Let's say I call my friend, Beth, and ask her to have lunch with me on Thursday, and she says yes. Then I call her every 15 minutes to double-check if she wants to have lunch with me on Thursday. My guess is she'd start to wonder, why doesn't Regina believe me? Doesn't she trust me to show up? Well, that's how I'd been with God. I was an asker and a doubter. If I'd had more faith, I would have just trusted the prayer the first time I said it, instead of repeating it. Ernest Holmes suggested a new way to pray. First, surround yourself with a God who loves you. I call it surround sound God. If you don't have a God who loves you, then borrow mine, because my God loves you big time. Then ask for what you need. Be specific about your concerns. Leave no doubt. Hey, it says in the Bible, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. It also says, in all things whatsoever you ask in prayer, believe you shall receive. I name what it is that I think I need. I don't always know what's best for me. I trust that God does. So I always say, this or something better. And then, this is where it really changed for me. I pause and acknowledge that I have complete confidence in this God who loves me. I consciously receive from God what I've requested. I take time to actually receive what I asked for. I'd never done that before. The last part of the prayer is to pause and give thanks. You act as if God heard you. You act as if you believe the power of prayer. You act as if you can take God at his or her word. Then the only part of the prayer you ever repeat is the final part. Thank you. Anytime you doubt, you don't start the prayer over and beg God to address your needs. You simply believe God already heard you and just say thank you. Some days I find myself combating fear by saying endless thanks, 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 thanks. From now on, I pray like I mean it. No more things send over and over. It's changed my life. It has freed me from fear and opened up endless avenues for me as a writer, parent, wife, friend.
it has enhanced every relationship I'm in, starting with the most important one I have, my relationship with a God who loves me. Real prayer isn't praying without ceasing. It's believing that God heard you the first time. Thanks for listening to Little Detours with Regina Brett. I'm grateful you joined me, and I hope you keep coming back. You can subscribe to Little Detours with Regina Brett at Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. While you're there, please give me a rating and review so I can reach even more people. If you want more inspiration, head to my website, reginabrett.com. And while you're there, sign up for my weekly newsletter and you'll get inspiration every Sunday morning in your email box. Thanks again for listening. Now go make something possible.